I and I Rasta Ganja Farmer. Peace. This is the Zulu King L Podcast, episode 33. Got a special guest with me, my big bro, Zulu King Last Man. Peace to the king. King Peace. King Peace. What's going on, big brother? What's going on out there in Long Beach, California right now? Oh, man, you know, the lovely sunny, sunny day. You know what I'm saying? It's still green. Uh, it's October. I'm, I'm wondering when uh, it's going to you know, turn orange and brown and the leaves fall off the tree. But you know how we do out here. It stays a little warmer than out there. Are, are the leaves falling off out there yet? No, nah, it's been it's been it's been warm out in New York. Also, we've been in the 80s, and you know it's mid October already. I think probably because of all the storms and tropical business taking place down <laughs> south and in the Caribbean, uh, my part of why we're not catching a lot of the uh, coolness over here or up there. Well. Yeah, man, the weather's been crazy, you know, um, you know. Uh, and, you know, prayers go out to, to all those in the, in the islands and, and in, you know, Texas and Louisiana, Florida and, and all those places. And also the fires that's going out there in California. Ain't some fire, wildfires going on out there? Yeah, yeah, right right north of, uh, uh, you know, where I grew up in Anaheim, in the, in the Anaheim Hills and all around. It's, it's some serious fires going on right now. So, you know, pray for those people because... Like I said, it's hot out here. You know, we could use some rain. Well, them, uh, them fire some shade, you know. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, especially the people on, on, on my side of things, don't really know. It, it hardly ever rains out there, right? <laughs> I mean, Raphael Sadiq told you it never rains in Southern California, but it rains like anywhere else. But we don't have, like, rainy seasons. You know, y'all will have, like, month of rain sometimes you know what i'm saying like yeah. but we have times when it rains for days you know like if we got a storm it might last a week but you know we might have one slide through that be a day day and a half yeah. you know it might be light it might be big and heavy and you know heavy rain i mean it's not like we have no rain just because tony 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 told you some bullshit. but I'm... we have beautiful weather that's why they said it you know don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah See, I gotta make my I gotta make my way to Southern California. I haven't been out there. I've been to the Bay, but I haven't had the time to come to the um, Southern California. And I definitely want to link up with you when I go out there. Um, so, who who is Last Man for the listeners? They want to know. You know, who is King Last Man? Well, you know, through our traditions, you know, they uh <coughs> they gave me that title, labeled me. King, but you know, in all truth, <clears throat> in all humility, you know, I do stand in righteousness and, and uh, follow the ways of the king. So, you know, I guess that would be, you know, just like the gods say, you know, following the, uh, you know, the science of, of God, you know what I'm saying, and manifesting the God within you. So, you know, I do manifest the king within my, my, my character, you know what I'm saying, but. I try to, to dumb that down a little bit. I don't like all that, you know. I guess as a Rasta, you know, the way we held our king, it feels kind of awkward when people king me a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, But, you know, uh, that's been our tradition, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, when it's another Z, you know, I deal with it and, and just let it be what it is, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I try to dumb that down on this side a little bit with people, you know, uh, uh, especially it's odd for a stranger to uh, 
meet you through Zulu or something like that, like when I go to Seattle or any other place and refer to me as a king when they don't know me and peace king or nice to meet you king, like like they're not my equal, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm no greater than them, you know what I mean? So it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of awkward to me. But uh, to get further on to who is last man, um, you know, last man is a servant of the people. You know mm. what I'm saying? So uh, that that's my job. You know, as a uh, as a roster, we we have to hold up certain tenets. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's like uh, I don't know how to put it. You know, like it doesn't matter if if you know, like you're walking around with a snapback you know, over your dreadlocks or you got uh, uh, tattoos, you know what I'm saying, and things like that, you know. You, if you if you call yourself Rasta, whether you have dreadlocks or not, you have to uphold the tenets of Rasta, all right. It's really simple. The tenets are just the hungry to be fed, the sick to be nourished, the age protected, the naked clothed, and the infants cared for. Mm. Uh, a simple, uh, uh, I don't know, what, what walk. Way, way of life, you know. Uh, Jimmy Cliff says, uh, "What does what does your God require of you? But to have mercy and to walk humble and to be free." You know, so we don't we don't got a lot of rules. We just got to, uh, you know, make sure that we feed the hungry and that we take care of the sick and the old people and the and the naked and the infants. You know, take care of the people. That's our job. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, to walk in that, that kingly character. So, that being said, that's last man. Uh, I'm a, a Black Panther Party Cub. I'm with uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. and the uh, Prisoners of Consciousness Committee. Um, that, I guess, should pretty much tell you where I stand, you know, those things. Mm. principles that the Panthers upheld, you know, the 10-point program, all those things. Um, unless you're an elder, you know, like Shep and, and a lot of our elders from the past, uh, you know, Google and a lot of them that grew up and were a part of the Panther movement, you know, there's a lot of people out there that like to call themselves Panthers or New Black Panthers or this Panther or that kind of Panther or whatever, all that nonsense, like, you know, we're the Black Panther Party Cubs because we're the Cubs of the Panthers. We're not the Panthers. The Panthers were them. Mm-hmm. How can we be them? You know what I'm saying? So we still uphold the same thing. Excuse me if my voice is funny. I'm smoking. No, but, no, uh, no. It sounds good, we, brother. We uphold the same, the same principles, but you know what I'm saying? We don't run around calling ourselves the Black Panthers or pretending like we're something we're not, you know? I think that's but, uh, res- that's uh, respectable because you know the the legacy of the original Black Panther Party was so deep and you know such a strong powerful story and legacy and I think um what Fred Hampton Jr um is doing you know in, in, in a little bit of a separation but still keeping things um you know the, you know the same I think that's dope you know what I mean Yeah and I think you know we still yeah like you said keep things the same but in that vein we maintain the integrity of, of our elders, you know what I'm saying? The Indeed. age to be protected, once again. You know what I'm saying? 
So we have to protect that legacy. We can't just let suckers walk around and make Panther T-shirts and sell them or call themselves Panthers and sure. this and that, especially when they doing that and then they acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? They over here with some type of ideology that doesn't really align, you know, with the Panther ideology, except they calling themselves a Panther. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And I think when a lot of people see... Um, the new Black Panther Party, it gets so much attention because they spew the hatred and they well, do some the crazy things. The Black Panther Party or any other organization, you know, do what you do. I'm just saying, in my opinion, and how I've been taught from chairman, the Panthers are the Panthers and we're the Panther Cubs. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to um, diss other people. You well, know, I think a lot of times in hip-hop because we come from a, a culture of a, a a battle culture you know from the b-boy to the mc to the dj you know so we real quick to say oh that motherfucker is whack i'll serve you you know what i mean whatever whatever may be and that's a very big ego you know what i'm saying and at this point in my life at 42 i'm trying to get out of my ego and a lot of times you can learn from the youngsters. And I would say uh, our little sister from Black Jedi, Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. If you notice, any time they ask her about this mumble rap or what she thinks about Nicki Minaj or Remy Ma or anybody, she's not dissing nobody. She's like, people doing what they doing, and they doing what they doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what I'm doing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? If you want to uphold the integrity of this hip-hop and drop some conscious shit, then by all means, do that. But it's not my job to be out here dissing Lil Yachty. Sure. You know what I mean? Now, I might speak on some nonsense. You know what I mean? I might get real Lord Jamar on you about this funny boy. <laughs> sure. But on the other end, you know, I'm learning, you know, from her... And some of the other people are like, it's not my place to be out here talking about people. It's my place, like I said from the jump, to lead by example, to walk as a king, whether I want people to call me that or not. Yeah. That's what it is. Much much respect, dude. That's that's dope, man. Um, you know, you're you're a man of many hats. I know you got a lot of um, you know, you're just uh, involved in a lot of different things, man. And uh, I respect. Um, you know how you go about representing what you represent. I think you, you're uh, true to what you you stand for and true to what you represent. And um, you know, I got a lot of love and respect for you, big bro. Um, how much how much has hip hop influenced your life? I mean, I am hip hop, bro. Hip hop is everything I am, man. You know, uh, my son asked me one day why I don't tie my shoes. I don't I don't think I've tied my shoes since elementary school. Like the ladies <laughs> hang out the side or if they pumas or something with that they tucked inside. Whoa. I don't think I have one pair of shoes except those pippins that came with them already knotted at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's I mean? what it is. But uh, uh I don't know, it's just, you know, everything that I am, I've always been an artist. I admired the graffiti before I ever touched it, you know what I mean? But uh as a little kid in Dallas, Texas, um, third grade, 
I was already, uh, you know, breakdancing, carrying around a boombox uh, and a piece of folded-up cardboard. My my uh, driveway was just barely slanted up a little bit. Uh, so I don't know if it was like, I think basically why the B-Boys came to my driveway and kind of like how I got down with the kids in the neighborhood that was breakdancing was because my driveway slanted up, but just a little bit, we could kind of run up and kind of drop and catch like windmills or flares or anything we wanted kind of sideways real quick. Like it wasn't like a flat floor, so you could kind of drop into it. Mm -hmm. just kind of ran, you know what I mean? And just dropped on your shoulder and started catching your, you know, windmills or drop down on your head, the head spin or whatever it was you did. So my, my driveway was just slightly at an angle for some reason, that was an advantage to us. But we still carried the cardboard and the boombox around everywhere else, you know. But that was my first element when I was younger. And then, you know, I became a fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess after that, graffiti became my element, or was always my element, even back then. You know, I remember uh, the car, even the cardboard that I was talking about that we had. Uh, remember we would get those uh, rap cassettes? from like Target or, or Kmart that was like uh, they would have like the, the, the B-Boy on it that was like with his arms crossed gold or they would have like a hand with a microphone kind of like the Source logo or something mm -hmm. and they were like compilation tapes and, and they would have like the logos of the group like Fat Boys, UTFO, Houdini like on the tape cover mm -hmm. and I would take my markers and I would draw those logos on the cardboard so like the cardboard we was breaking on had like the fat boys logo and the, oh, logo and the run dnc logo and shit like that on it the utfo you know what i mean it was all on the uh uh the cardboard that's dope yeah so yo how often do you attend um hip-hop shows and how often do you perform because i know you be performing also you an mc also like i said the brother got right, many hats right, right. um I'm always attending hip-hop events. Uh, I used to perform a lot more than I do now. I occasionally perform, you know. I'll hop in the, you know, the open mic or the cypher. I had an undefeated uh, title pretty much. I lost one battle back in the day. And then uh, about a month ago, my homie had a, a record release party in San Diego, and all of my homies was there. And it was a, a MC there that I knew and he had won like six times in a row and I had even talked to the younger brother like a few weeks before you know what I'm saying about when when he had won a battle when he had won a battle in LA before he won it and I was telling him like my strategy of winning battles when I was his age you know and what the get down was and he was like thanks OG you know what I'm saying and like he ended up winning that night and so when I seen him at the home Strike release party he was like, man, just enter the battle, man. I'm tired of serving these motherfuckers. I, 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 I don't want, like, one six times, you know what I'm saying? Like, just up the ante for me. Just make it fun. Like, if you enter, at least it'll be fun. So I had to run through, like, five rounds of other MCs so I even got to him, the finalist. And by that time, my homie whose record release party it was, and all of my friends except two people. Like, I'm talking about I had 30 people in the house that was with me like oh yeah you know battle last man and I was winning round after round and all of my homies left 
around <laughs> one something, and you know, one forty-five. You know, right before the club closes, they're going to do the last MC battle. So me and him went two rounds, and then we went the third round, and the crowd yelled just a little louder for him. And I'm not no punk, so I was already ready to bow down and shake his hand. And the homie was like, nah, nah, that was really, really close, man. I want y'all to know black man drove all the way from L.A. to San Diego, and you know what I'm saying? He here by himself tonight. He came by himself to support the homie's record release. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want y'all to yell one more time for the OG blah 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 and then they still yelled just a little bit louder for the other homie and I was like yeah he won you know what I'm saying but I feel like if my homies would have been there it wouldn't have been like that and the point of me telling that story is like I said I don't mind <laughs> bowing down you know whoever the crowd says wins wins yeah. but the fact that I came out of retirement and then I fucking lost Word. I feel like and like I should have like just you know, stayed in retirement. I was damn near undefeated like Mayweather. <laughs> Were. Yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, you came back and you think you're going to burn somebody. And, um, you know, he gave you a run for your money. But, you know, I don't think nobody loses in a battle, man. It's just, you know, dudes do what they do. You know what I mean? You wreck the mic and he wrecked the mic and both of y'all are winners. That's how, that's how I see hey, it. Hey, man, I made it to the end. You know, I ran through five other dudes, so I'm not even tripping. You no know being bottom. Like, yeah. <laughs> yo, that was a wild statement, you know. <laughs> he said you ran through five dudes, so you know I had to, I had to pause that on that note. But um, shit, crazy. Yo, what's the what's the hip hop scene like there in Southern California? You know, cause like I always see it like Cali in general always got so much dope shit going on, man. And I'm like, yo, the hip hop scene look crazy to me over there. And I'm in New York, like where the fuck is the hip hop at? Man, low-key, it just depends on what you're into. If you're into everything, like it's just hip-hop in general, always something going on here. You know, now, if you're just looking for that certain particular vibe, you know, it's like I get down with, with the proof that, you know, all the dope DJs right here in L.A., Southern California, yeah, I mean, San Diego to the Bay, really, a lot of them are my homies that I grew up with. You know what I mean? So, like, the Motown on Mondays crew, like, DJ Expo, who was, like, the prodigy of our Zulu brother, you know, Zulu King, DJ Dust from L.A., rest in peace. Um, and that peace. whole Root Down crew, you know, my sister, uh, my Zulu sister, Mona Lisa, um, a lot of, uh, you know, Mr. Cha, uh, who else is with that whole Motown on Mondays crew? And that's the old Root Down crew. And they do a, a, a club every Monday here. You know what I'm saying in LA, and it's like pretty much it's called Motown on Mondays because they playing all the hip hop and the rare grooves, all the old Motown shit that everybody sampled and all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And they also do a Sunday night spot. You know, so you got those type of places where you can just go listen to the dope DJs and you know get a drink, talk to the girls, do whatever you do. Um, then you also always got shows going on. You know, there's always some hip hop shit. Like hip, like what we call hip hop shit, you know, going on once in a while. Pretty much, I mean, pretty much weekly, you know what I'm saying. But there's always something going. On. You know that gangster shit. You know there's gonna be some, you know, nifty hustle or or, or some shit. You know is gonna be mm-hmm. going on in the hood anyway. You know it might be in Compton or over in Watts or L.A. or wherever. 
you know, if that's what you fuck with, you know what I'm saying, then, then by all means, there's always something going on. So you got a little bit of something for everybody, any type of hip-hop crowd, like, always something going on. Right, and you know what, to be real with you, man, like, where I'm from, bro, this is Hollywood, bro, you know, like, Vegas is Vegas, like, there's always something going on for everybody, like, mm. believe it or not, like, I didn't know, but, I, you know, I was talking to this girl, and she was into, you know, EDM, like, electronic dance music, mm -hmm. and I guess there's always some type of shit like that going on, and, you know, me, I know there's always reggae stuff going on that I'm going to all the time, you yeah. know, like, we got the dub club, like, every Wednesday night, Every weekend on Sundays is Jamaica Gold. You know, there's always reggae pop. So, you know. So, last, me being from New York, um, coming from, you know, the, the motherland of, of Zulu Nation, uh, you know, the history is real rich over here. And I know also, for those that don't know, L.A. has a real rich Zulu history. How did you get involved in the whole Zulu Nation um, family out, out there in the West? Well, you know, it's funny because I always grew up on some super conscious shit. I don't know why. That was just me. You know, like, my favorite MCs was, you know, Wise Intelligent and Brother J and KRS-One, YZ. And, you know, that was always, you know, I listened to everything. You know what I mean? I mean, Ice-T, Too Short, don't get me wrong. You know, but the conscious stuff was what I always bumped. And my favorite hip-hop group was De La Soul. You know, oh. my, one of my favorite MCs was Pasta Noose, you know what I mean, when I was younger. So, right from my hood, too, Amityville, I mean, New like, York. I always grew up, yeah, Amityville, Long Island, like, Long Island. Like, I grew up listening to Daylight, yo. Your hood has always been in my hands, bro. Shit up, crazy. Since I was little. But, uh, um, to me, it, it's funny, like, you know, because I would see those cats and, and the Blackwatch cats, too, super serious, you know what I mean? And, like, I never thought, you know, I would be in the Zulu Nation, uh, you know, when I was older. You know what I mean? And I never thought I would be uh, 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 high-ranking, you know what I'm saying, uh, within, you know, Zulu and uh, uh, have a title and, 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 you know, other chapters and regions under my belt, you know what I mean, at a time. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, to become a member of the Black Watch movement the black watch intelligence alliance and uh you know things like that and and be the the, the zulu ambassador for the house of black watch you know uh just crazy to me you know what i mean because yeah, i grew up like as a, as a little kid like looking up and respecting these people you know what i mean and, and to be a part of those organizations later in life you know is a, is a great honor to me you know what i mean i remember being a little kid and sending uh uh something into the the fan club of uh Premier and Guru, the Gangstar fan club, and uh, I drew the illest picture of Guru and Premier with the with the Gangstar chain logo in the background, uh, drawn in pencil and hand shaded. Uh, you know what I mean? Like like how people in prison, you know, rub the pencil with their fingers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I drew the illest shit, bro. I wish I would have kept that shit and sent it to them with the money and all that and the application from inside the cassette deck to be a member of the fan club. They never sent me shit back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always felt like, like motherfuckers didn't want to be down with me. Like all these conscious motherfuckers in New York was just for my listening pleasure. You know what I mean? And <laughs> to later on be a, a a part of some serious movements. You know what I mean? Was like, like I said, a great honor. You know what I mean? That's dope, man. I mean, yeah, you know, you um. Uh, to to ask, answer your question, 
I always knew about, you know, Africa Islam and Ice-T and, and, you know, uh, Donald D and Henji and, you know, uh, uh, Everlast, the whole syndicate crew and, and, and the Ron Syndicate affiliation with Zulu Nation and the L.A. Zulus and all that type of stuff, you know what I mean, from just the music and the cassettes, obviously, to being around and seeing them and, and, and you know, interacting with them and the hip-hop early on. And, you know, a Rasta man is a craftsman, you know what I mean? And, you know, from painting to making medallions to making, uh, you know, eye trait pins, like the, like the pins, the, the handmade pins that us Rasta wear on our, on our chest, over our hearts, um, to making, you know, crowns, hats, clothing, you know what I mean, shoes, everything, you know what I mean? It's always been my get down, painting, you know, whatever. And, uh, uh, the way I really got down with Zulu Nation, when I was a little kid back in Texas, a cat named Hanky Chong, a uh, uh, Korean kid, I think, he, he might have been Chinese, I'm not sure, um, was a, uh, uh, his dad was like an import-exporter, and he was always traveling back and forth from their country to Dallas, and he lived right up the block from me, like four or five houses. Like, when we would play G.I. Joe, Hanky would play Cobra because he had a ninja outfit, like, hmm. a, like a black ninja outfit, you know what I mean? He always had all the shit, and we always watched, you know, MTV and all that, like, and, and had the cassettes, and, like, our favorite rappers had medallions on, you know? And one time, Hanky came back with the Africa medallion, and I don't know where his dad got it, if he got it overseas, or if he got it in New York, or what, but it was just, you know, the black medallion, with the Africa inside, red, yellow, green. Mm. And I begged him and begged him and begged him until finally, I don't know what I traded him or what I had to do to get it from him. But I was, it was only temporary that I could rock it. I couldn't, I couldn't have it, you know what I'm saying? So I took it home and I looked at it and fucked with it and then I took it apart, figured out how it was made. And then I put it back together and then I took my mom's old purses that were in the floor of her closet with her old shoes, and I asked her if I could have them, and she said, what do you want them for? And I said, I'm going to do some art stuff with them, and she said, yeah, and I cut them up, and I made me and all my homies African medallions. That's crazy. And so that's when it started when I was little. You know what I mean? I'm talking about, like, fifth grade, you know what I mean? And after that, you know, coming into Rasta, like I said, and making all these things, at some point back in, uh, I guess it was uh, 98, yeah, 1998, uh, Mark Love came up to my table where I was selling my craft at like a, a, a hip-hop event, an outdoor hip-hop event, and I had like a table there, and I had like like paintings of like Bob Marley and Marcus Garvey and Haile Selassie and, and medallions of Marcus Garvey and Haile Selassie and Africa's that were red, yellow, and green and Africa's that were red, black, and green and Star David medallions with the lion and fist medallions, you know, a power fist, uh, things like that on the table. Some were beaded, some were not. And Mark Love came up to me and he bought couple of medallions off me i remember he got a bob marley medallion and a marcus garvey medallion and he um he told me that he wanted me to join the zulu nation in los angeles 
and he wanted me to be in charge of our merchandise for mm. the the Zulu headquarters in LA. And um pretty much did since then, since ninety eight, until it kinda, you know, fell apart years later and became more defunct. I was in charge of our merchandise, you know. And you know, like it's funny because I would make all of our medallions, I would make all of our T shirts, I would make all of our logos, you know what I'm saying, back then. And sometimes I might see a brother or sister nowadays in New York with one of those old shirts or one of those old medallions. And I'll be like, where did you get that? And it might be, you know, Smitty or some, some random dude that got it from Mark Love or mm-hmm. got it from Yoda who got it from Mark Love or, or somehow, you know what I mean? But it's a trip when you see stuff like that, you know, sure. that you made years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The things you make are collector's items, big brother. I, I got every single piece that you made me, you know, unless somebody begged and, t- and took it from me and, you know what I mean, I, I got all of the joints. You know, unfortunately, I can't wear some of them because they say Universal Zulu Nation, so I can't wear those or they got the wisdom face. But, you know, I still hold on to them because they mean, you know, something to me um, nostalgia-wise and, you know, the craftsman work. You know, you, you made some dope custom pieces, man. And for those that don't know, and never seen this brother's work, man. Definitely look him up on social media and definitely show some support. This brother can make you um, any type of custom medallion there is, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be super fresh, super fly, and the price is going to be reasonable, but you're going to you're gonna get what you pay for, and that's quality work, man. No, no piece is ever broken, ever. Like, no piece is ever faded on me. All of them shits. I've been in the rain and the snow, all that, you know what I'm saying? And shit's is still good money. Word, word. That's dope. Um, <laughs> That's dope. I can't say that for everybody. Nah, I'm so, so I, the I joints you made me, word is born. I've been in the rain, pouring rain. Snap, but you know, <laughs> luckily it's never been nobody from far away. <laughs> word. So yo, um, you know what I'm saying? Like years later i know your whole travels with, with zulu and in, in, in the la chapter and dealing with mark love um how, how did Kalafia zulu come about you know what um it's crazy man to get to get into this but you know i don't think i'm gonna do a lot of name calling like i said earlier uh, uh i'm really trying to get out of this ego shit like i'm learning from rhapsody and some of these people so I'll just say uh, some of the OGs that that we all know and uh, love, or many that we used to love, uh, hit me up, and it it was kind of like our house out here. Everybody had kind of got older and was doing their thing. I know that's happened at times in New York too, where chapters like everybody still Z, but everybody doing their thing and not really meeting on a regular like they used to, and everything just kind of temporarily defunct until somebody's like, yo, what the fuck? We need to start holding universals again, and then the shit starts coming back together, you know? Happens every five years. Happens every five years, every chapter. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And at the time in L.A. when things were defunct, um, no disrespect to to, uh, uh, Mark or anybody else, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh, you know, he was traveling around doing a lot of things with Yoda and with 206 and Chasm and and throughout the world and different places and opening new chapters, you know, and 
over here, you know, it, it wasn't like he wasn't doing his thing here. We were all doing our thing. Like I said, you know, Mona Lisa, Expo Dust, all of us was all doing, all the dudes, you know, we was doing our thing individually. You know what I mean? But we weren't meeting on a regular like we used to. And some of the OGs, uh, you know, from the East Coast hit me up, and they wanted me to come to a, a, a meeting out there. So uh, they said, you know, all I needed to do was get myself a round-trip ticket. But uh, uh, you know, they would provide accommodations or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I arrived, I was immediately treated like family within less of an hour of being there I was given keys to an SUV and sent to pick up bro- other brothers from the airport so I felt at home wow. um, the brothers uh, built with me for days uh, a lot of brothers came from around the way I met King Righteous uh, I met Mustafa from Detroit I met Mauricio from Florida uh, Zach Florida, uh, uh, a bunch of my brothers to this day I met then, and um, you were staying out in Stapleton, right? I think back then, right? Huh? I, I think I seen some pictures with y'all out in Stapleton houses. That was Staten uh, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that that was a, a year later. Oh, okay. But that was just, that was when I went to New York. Uh, but this was in. Uh, I can't remember the exact town. We started in Chicago, and then we went somewhere else. But we had a, a like a sweat lodge and everything that we built. Uh, and then we uh, we did rounds in the sweat lodge. I did more more gates in the sweat lodge. You know, I don't really talk about ceremony, but that day with my Zulu brothers, than I've ever been able to do any other time I've gone to sweat. So uh, it was a true experience. Uh, uh, a divine experience, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, something that I learned a lot from. And at that time, they asked me to come back to California. And, you know, they asked me about L.A. and what's going on, and I told them. And they said, well, we want you to go back to California and start a new chapter. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave me a paper saying, you know, it wasn't a, 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 a charter. You were there when I received the charter in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was about a year before, and I was given a paper that says this certifies that, uh, you know, last uh, last man is, I was made a king, and I was also told that I needed to start a new chapter. Uh, there were nine kings present when they kinged me, but I was not king at the anniversary in New York. You know, so when I arrived, people like yourself and Q and other and Filthy were like, King who? What? I ain't never heard of you. Nobody kings you. You know what I mean? And no disrespect to that because I understand our tradition. You know what I mean? But I'm just telling you my story. You know what I mean? So they, they told me I was a king. They told me to come back to L.A. and start a new chapter. And I told them that I'm from Orange County and that every time that I'm from Anaheim, which is about 45 minutes south of L.A., but I live in Long Beach, which is about 30 minutes south of L.A., and if I started, that that being a member of the L.A. house, that a lot of my members that are scattered around are from different areas like that, that we're not not all in L.A., but we all are part of the L.A. chapter, and 
can I start a chapter in that region, like a Long Beach, Orange County chapter? And if you're from L.A., from the old chapter, and you want to come get down, you can. And they told me that's what's up. And they told me, what do you want to name the chapter? And I said, well, California, a lot of people don't know, is named after the Black Queen Colossia, you know? And I feel like what better to name a Zulu chapter in California after than, you know, the Divine Mother that mm-hmm. California is named after. So that's deep. we named her uh, the chapter Colossia Zulus after the, you know, the black woman, the mother of the earth, Queen Colossia. That's dope. That's a that's a rich history, man. And um, you know, shout out to all the Kalafia Zulus, peace to the Akis, the Malikas, the Kings, the Queens. You know, just keep striving to do what you do. You know, I know some, the morale of the family may be down, but you know, we got big things that we're striving to build upon to uplift the spirit and overcome the negative to the positive, man. But you know, major salute to y'all out there, for real. Um, sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a wild story. You know what I mean? Much respect, man. Um, you know, it's important for all the Zulus out there to know the history of all the chapters. I've been always intrigued by that, you know, since I was young. I always wanted to know, because when I was elite in Gestapo, we had such a deep, rich history. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to know the rich, deep history of all the chapters, you know? So, um, Man, you know what? Being down with the G family... And the love that those brothers and sisters have for me is really deep because I don't know the history like that. You know what I'm saying? And and I learned like I learned a lot of bullshit just this week about you know like I said we're not here to name names but you know <laughs> stories I hadn't even heard until this week. You know what I mean about bullshit that went down back in the day. You know, and it, it's just crazy being so close with you know. Divine and Nico and, and my sister Phoenix and, and you know, just so many of the Gestapo brothers and sisters that that I'm close to, just like I'm close with you and, and the two five, you know what I mean? And it's just crazy, like, because man, just like y'all, y'all I'm always learning something, man. It's like all the time I'm hearing some story. You know what I'm saying? And it might even be some story from the Bronx about Acer and Prism and shit, you know what I mean? It just it, It's just something, you know, I'm always learning more and more history. And like you said, it, it's intriguing, you know what I mean? It, it's mad interesting. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just, it's because there's so much stories and, you know what I mean, like, See, I've just had the pleasure, you know, living in New York, man. I've had the the privilege and the and the pleasure of just walking on the original blocks with these brothers that that you know some of the original kings that you know been there doing it since '73, and um, even just our, our peer, you know, the the kings from our peer group, um, like Acer, and him telling me, you know, how Chosen did it, like um, uh, a quick story, like um, you know, New York, the, the Zulus always been striving for righteousness, but you know, there's a lot of street elements and a lot of street activity and a lot of gang elements um, involved with Zulu in New York City. Um, and you know, like Asa told me a story like that was that was dope to me because um, you always want somebody of strong character to be a part of the organization you don't want no chumps you don't want nobody that's soft not to say you got to be a gangster or a killer to be involved with zulu because you certainly don't um but you know you got to be a warrior and um a thing that chosen did back in the day 
um, Asa had told me was they would bring all the new recruits and they would have a meeting out in the Bronx and it would be out in the public park like most of our meetings uh, in New York are done. You know, we really didn't do them at halls or nothing like that. We just kind of did them in the community centers or in the middle of the projects or parks or whatever. So all the new recruits would be there ciphered up and how he would determine who was worthy of being a Zulu. Um, somebody, usually the biggest goon, maybe a head of security or maybe a chapters uh, type of Gestapo type of dude will bum rush the meeting with a hoodie on and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? Y'all niggas is pussy over here, da-da-da-da-da. Somebody would go in there and talk crazy and try to disrupt the meeting. Now, those that stood up and defended the cipher and defended the name of Zulu, those were the ones that were brought into the organization. And the ones that were um, that backed down or were scared to defend themselves or speak up, those were the ones that weren't worthy of being Zulu. So um, I thought that was dope, you know what I mean? Just walking through the, the Bronx, you know, and learning shit like that because... You know, really, most of the chapters that I've been involved with, we was like, you know, to, to find out if a dude was, um, you know, worthy or he was a warrior, we would just send him to beef with a rival gang um, on his day one. You know, that's how much beef we had uh, in the streets, you know, representing Zulu. And it wasn't that we were gangbanging in the name of Zulu, but we were defending the name of Zulu towards anybody that was striving to um, oppress us or be the aggressor against us. So, you know, because we believe in an I-4 and I-2-4-2. So, you know, it's just like... Yeah, that's like when I was younger, you know. Mm -hmm. I was taught by my elders' growth and development. I was taught this Larry Hoover stuff at a young age about political and social development. Before I even really was brought the Panther program, I was brought Gangster Disciples. And it was it was interesting, even though the word gangster was at the, at the beginning... The cycle was at the end. Mm. And I was taught that we are not gangbangers. And if you are out there gangbanging, then you're in violation and we will bang on you. My mm. OGs taught me that when I was young. So we didn't play around with these bloods and crips and stuff. I mean, yeah, things happen and people do things. Like you said, there's always going to be some goons that are doing something negative or whatever, whether it's in the name of the organization or on their own. And then the, the organization gets the shade from it, you know. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's been so many times, you know, growing up, you know, even after I got away from, you know, the 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 guy who liked to wear a white T-shirt and Dickies and, and act a fool, you know what I'm saying, even when I grew older and, and wiser, you know what I mean, and started growing locks and calming down and, and being more humble, like, I never was on no, like, nonsense. I was always disciplined, like like the second part of the work, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? And, like, mm -hmm. it's funny because if so many people act out of line, if so many people on TV talking about they're a, a, a GD or they're a Crip or a Blood or a Zulu or a Latin King or, a, you know, a P-Stone or, or whatever, but they're up there snitching or they up there, mm -hmm. you know, robbing old ladies or doing crazy shit going to jail for rape or, or molesting or, you know, the youth in their projects yeah yeah shit like that you know what i mean and 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 claiming that they are part of of an organization that that speaks you know positivity and righteousness so you know it's always going to be a bad seed and even sometimes those bad seeds you know like we've learned will be some of the founders and some of the og yeah you know what i mean but you know i try to stick with, you know, like I said, the program of, you know, 
uplifting the people, you know, being a servant of the people, you know, and taking the positive and leaving the negative like our Zulu lessons teach us. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's really what I've always strived to to deal with. You know what I mean? And I never was on no funk with nobody. You know what I mean? Like, unless they funking with us. Sure. You know? And that's the way to be, you know, especially as you mature and you, you develop, you know, um, uh, a stronger character as a man, you know, like we all, we all grow and we all develop, you know, and shout out to the brothers, um, in, in the growth and development organization, you know, um, I respect that. And I respect all, um, organizations that striving to uplift themselves and better themselves and better the community in some way or form. Um, listen, brother, King Last Man, um, it's been real. Um, I got to shoot and make moves. Um, but we're going to do a part two because I still got a gang of questions to ask you. I got to pick your brain on a lot of different things um, about faith, things about, um, you know, your artwork, your tattooing. You know, uh, I got a lot of questions for you and a lot of things that I want to share with the listeners. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to run right. back a part two. Thank you for your time, King. I really appreciate it. And um, I really enjoy, you know, um, doing this episode. And we're going to do a part two real soon. All right, if uh, uh, people want to get at me, sure. they could get at me at, uh, at the real last man on Instagram, all spelled out, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-L-A-S-T-N-A-N, the real last man. And if you want to check my artwork, you know, you could put that hashtag, tat by last, hashtag T-A-T-S-B-Y-L-A-S-T. Um, if you want to check the tattoo work, uh, that's where you'll see that. And then if you want to check the other artwork, medallions, clothes, whatever it may be, you could check the hashtag last man did that. L-A-S-T-M-A-N-D-I-D-T-H-A-T, last man did that. Sure, and they could reach out to you um, for any custom orders, any artwork, t-shirts, medallions, all that. You do it all, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what Tell it them, is. you know, hop in the DM if they if they serious, and uh, you know, I'll give them the math. Yeah, don't don't holler at my br- my brother and ask him for no handout. Ain't nothing free. The all work takes time, and um, you know, what I'm saying, have your bread right, and believe me, what he what he returns to you is always w- worth more um, than what what he charged you. You're getting a deal. Um, last man is always always done the the finest of work. You know what I'm saying? So. Big brother, salute to you and, and all your work that you do um, in the community and uh, all the artwork that you do, all the dope medallions that you've done for me and all my comrades out here in New York. You know what I'm saying? We love your work and we got major love and respect for you, King, and, and major love for Kalafia Zulus as well. Um, you know, we'll run back this part two ASAP. To Zulu, big love to, uh, you know, all my brothers out there, you and, and Filthy and... All of them on that side, uh, you know, all of y'all in Long Island, the two five and the forty niners and everybody, my Gestapo family. Much love to you all out there. And uh yeah, holla at me man. Let's uh you know, I know you had some more questions for me and I think those might even be doper than what we talked about. Oh yeah, nah, yeah. shit's gonna get it's gonna get real. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna definitely go 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 in on that. Um peace, King. Yes, sir. Bless. I and I Rasta, ganja farmer, 
smoke marijuana and hail up the Father. Praise His Majesty and follow your Prophet Marcus. Babylon will try and try but never stop this. Ethiopian crosses to wait on Orthodox beers. Dubbing rock steady on up to sky and rockers. Roots, reggae music, I cool herc, I hip hop this. I'm in deal with truths and rights, not check for nonsense. All obstacles in my path, Jalai and Cockers. The one with the mark on my crown, forever wanted, never run. Stand with gun in my palm, Zulu Shaka. Focus, meditating on peace, dwell on my chakras. Fasting, going without sleep, steady rocking. Foundation of electro and funk, planet rocker. I teach the culture to the youth, just how I got it. I still listen to my cassette tapes in my boom boxes. Emmanuel High Priest, Selassie Master. I and I, sheep and job pasture from now until ever after. Protected by Angelic beings in red, black, and green And an arm or a key, you see. Now let's get free Giants and gods in these streets Bow when we greet Secret handshakes kept the streets Salute my team Undercover like a phantom regime A tribe of kings And a national roster Use my party Now you see Let that smoke settle and clear All up, no fear Solid as a rock Can't keep me down Jaw wears a crown All way of life over X Salam Hotep Break it down and burn fire Buddha bless Relieve my stress Outlaw patch upon my vest Who on test Medallions and beads upon my neck Enough respect Congo dread lock down my back Or in my cap in fronto And high grades in my pipe I keep it tight On the front line Ready to fight With strength and might Always alert Like a scorpion or serpent Ready to strike Hence clean and heart Pure and just sight We do what's right The chosen few Who can ascend the Lord's hill Must do as well So in a complete cipher We build manifest skill Everybody throwing the pot For a meal Together we chill Give thanks to the most high As we kneel Now that's what's real This is how we get down And get it done Keep the drum.